Welcome into the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. Uh, today is kind of a special day. We have a sit down with Urko. Didn't expect that to ever happen on this network, but of course, we, you know we like to shift up once in a while. I'm Ricardo in studio, of course, with Alex. Uh, it's a little shift from our regular thing, mm-hmm. but this is an important uh, issue. We're also joined in studio, of course, by Siobhan uh, Cambridge from the Utilities Regulations uh, Authority Commission. My saying it right as Commission Authority. Competition Authority. There we go. Yeah. There we go. So Perfect. It's, it's the Utilities Regulation Competition Authority. So Siobhan is our Director of Utilities and Energy, and my position there is the Corporate and Consumer Relations Officer. And uh, the purpose of the podcast today is we're dealing primarily with the Bahamas Power and Light and this policy document that Erk is trying to present to the public in terms of how best to deal with let me see the best way I can describe it. Well, it's the Consumer Protection Plan. Uh-huh. Um, so one of the things, one of Erka's roles um, as the regulator is to manage the, um, well, manage consumer protection in general. So what some people may not be aware of is when we first came on as regular for the electronic communication sector, mm-hmm. um, there was a policy document that was created for that sector as well, similar to this one, where it speaks to what are the um, the standards that all of the entities that were in the ECS would be um, adhering to. So that's service standards in terms of how long does it take for um, installation? How long should it take for your service to be reconnected if it's been disconnected for non-payment? That whole process. So... In BPL's case, what we're doing is we're actually holding a public consultation on the document. So starting back in December of 2015, 2015. December of 2015, ERCA became the regulator for the elect- the electricity sector right. or the energy sector. Um, from that point forward, we went through the process of licensing um, BPL as a public electricity supplier. Um, so they would have what's called a PESL, a public electricity supply license. Um, from there, we worked on, um, we started work with them on the consumer protection plan. So essentially what this document is, is a series of standards that they've prepared to say we're willing to commit to these standards to the public. And so we're now, we've already provided some feedback from Urca's perspective on the document, um, which Siobhan can probably speak in a bit more detail to. But the idea was to make the document as um, relatable to similar markets, similar, um, I guess, customer base size, that sort of thing, um, similar demographics along those lines. And then also to make sure that it's reasonable and feasible for the supplier as well. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in a perfect world, people would want to say, well, if I go in there today, my power should be on today, right? But that's not necessarily how these things right. work. So the idea is the, the standards are set up to say, this is what BPL is willing to commit to and adhere to. Now we take that after we've commented on it and we're presenting it to the public to say, okay, this is your opportunity to provide feedback on this document. Right. All right. And in the past, when a lot of people thought about Urca. Erka was this entity behind the scenes working to make things more and more customer friendly. Mm-hmm. And now, in particular with the cell phone market, the BTC Alive situation, we saw Erka move more into the forefront to get the whole number portability thing sorted out mm-hmm. for the public. Now we're shifting our focus to BPL. Yeah. And it's the it's it, it's the big elephant in the room. We have a lot of issues with power in terms of power supply and things along that line. What does Urca plan to do with BPL? 
All right, well, good afternoon, Ricardo. And uh, did you touch on a number of things? Uh, first of all, as you would have alluded to, um, IRCA is now a multi-sector regulator. And so basically the same things that you see went on in the electronics communication sector, you basically see the, the parallel type effort from IRCA's, on IRCA's behalf with regards to the energy sector. Um, and, you know, it ties up real kind of tidy in our mission, improving lives through effective regulation. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what we intend to do with BPL, to improve the lives of all stakeholders, that's consumers, even the lives of BPL, <laughs> and um, uh, through effective regulation. And this is just the first step. The Consumer Protection Plan is actually um, an obligation under the Act, right. the Electricity Act. If you go to Section 40, uh, any licensee has to put forward a Consumer Protection Plan. Mm -hmm. And what that Consumer Protection Plan does is it basically states how that entity interacts with its cus customers. Mm -hmm. And um, coming out of that, there are what we call more general standards, mm -hmm. which is how it relates with a individual customer. And then there's the overall standards as to how they would operate the entire network and, and gamut of services that, that they provide. Now, speaking of standards, uh, a lot of our listeners here on the 10YS network, they, they, they would get at me if I don't go straight to the core with this. When we think about BPL, energy, like I said before, it's a big issue in the country right now. What are the standards that were in place before Urca say, you know what? We need to do something over there. What, what did those standards look like? Well, before IRCA came along, um, you would have basically all of the electricity providers in this country were self-regulated, mm -hmm. so to speak. And what, um, the, what exactly does that mean? Self-regulated means that, and it's kind of difficult, especially when, you're, when you have a monopoly type service or mm -hmm. your natural monopoly. It basically means that you're driven by your own internal desire for to produce quality service mm -hmm. and, and what have you, because customers don't really have that much or of another option as you would have, let's say, in the electronics communication sector. Right. So that's why regulation or regulatory works is um, so important when you have natural monopolies because they then step in to, to create that competitive spirit mm -hmm. or, or to foster that type of environment that would, would uh, incentivize basically um, the utility to, to give its best foot forward and to see to it that consumers get the best service possible with the resources that that utility have. Um, and through that regulation, you're also seeking, because, you know, you talk, you touched on consumers and how they feel about BPL right. and, and what have you, but it's all about an incremental improvement. Mm -hmm. And we assess it against, uh, as Alexis would have said, regionally competitive, um, or what is being done by other utilities of similar region. size and characteristics throughout. Right. So, and that's the key thing, you know, to, to keep it competitive regionally, um, globally, and and it's just the quality of service that you provide to your right. consumers. And uh, you, you, you spoke about things that's going on in the region, things that's going on globally. And as we look across the region or across the world, we see uh, a push to renewable energy forms, things along that line. Now, before we get into that, mm -hmm. the first thing any Bahamian who has to pay an energy bill at the end of the month would ask is, what can IRCA do to ensure that the power, one, stays on, and two, it stays on at an affordable rate? Well, there the are a couple of things. In this document, this document actually speaks to their quality standards mm -hmm. with regards to voltages and frequency, and as well as to how they would address outages of a particular nature. Mm -hmm. um, and when I say of a particular nature, because there are any number of ways, uh, a myriad of ways in which an outage can occur, some of them are 
PPLs for us. Some of them may be third party for us. Some of them may be what we call acts of God in, in, in this sector. Mm. So um, our thing is basically to, to hold their feet to the fire um, and to keep everybody accountable. And part of this document even speaks to some of the consumer's obligations. I right. mean, if they provide you power, you have an obligation to pay them on time. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it lays out um, just how you even address situations like that. And then in the unfortunate event that you would have a need, a reason to complain, mm-hmm. it actually outlays in great detail the steps of complaining. Um, right, whether you process. take it from line staff up to executive staff, and and if it's still not resolved, then how you engage the regulator, how the regulator becomes involved in the process. Right, and me personally, what I love about the whole concept of IRCA is for a long time we in the Bahamas we have operated with this idea that everything is on a personal level mm-hmm. like if something goes wrong i call my friend that would used to be bc now bpl and say okay my like off come and check this or make sure you get somebody down to fix this you know on, on that one-to-one basis but with this it streamlines these activities to the point that we now will know one what to expect from bpl and two what bpl could expect from us as consumers so moving forward as we go ahead with this document you're providing now the consumers a chance to put their input what are you expecting from consumers later this week we're expecting for consumers to come out and actually make their contribution so that we can make this document the best document that it can possibly be for the circumstances that we're in. We don't want consumers to sit back and say, okay, Ricardo's going to go to a town meeting and he's going to represent me. And then three, four months down the line, they come and said, I have this issue and this document doesn't address it. Mm-hmm. Um, come out, bring your experience, make your contribution to the document. All uh, contributions will be compiled and will be considered. And when the document is finalized, like I said, we want to have as comprehensive um, and complete a document as, as possible. Uh, and and that's basi- basically it, you know. Um, and you touched on another thing. Uh, we're an independent regulator, uh, and so basically, you know, we don't take sides with anybody. Um, uh, some people would dare say that it's our job to make sure that everybody's equally disappointed. Um, <laughs> but but you know, uh, that's that's the job of a regulator. You right. know, it's a, it's kind of like you're the fair guy in the room. You know, no mm. interest or no horse in any race. Right. You're just there trying to make sure that the service is provided as efficiently as and effectively as it could possibly be done mm-hmm. you know, and to grow it, to, yeah. to improve on it. So mm-hmm. you're referencing later in the week, one of the things that we're doing as a part of this process is obviously we've been doing a lot of radio appearances, a lot of radio shows, but we also um, have some town meetings lined up. So we had our first town meeting last week um, at St. Joseph Parish Hall. And this week we're having another town meeting on Tuesday night at 6.30 p.m. at the Doris Johnson High School. So a part of our process is trying to ensure that we can encourage as many people as possible to come out, you know, with questions, with comments, with their concerns, with regards to the document so that we can ensure, like Javon mentioned, at the end of the day, it's as comprehensive and as overarching as possible. Because one of the things... um, the whole reason for this is we're set up, Urca is set up in a way where we are open to taking in, you know, comments from the public because a lot of what we do, well, most of what we do goes through a consultation process. It's not yeah. just this particular plan. So people will realize that from time to time you will see a notice come out rather than the newspaper on our website, um, view different view, through different forms of media mm-hmm. talking about an ERCA consultation that may be ongoing. So that's the same process that we're taking now, which is we're giving 
the public, the general public, consumers of BPL, an opportunity to look at the plan, um, which is available on our website at www.urcabahamas.bs. So if anybody isn't familiar with the plan is, if you go to our website, it's actually right on the homepage. There's a link. The document is dated May 30th. So if you go on the homepage on the right-hand side, you'll be able to pull down the full document and take a read through it. Um, come to the town hall meeting, present your questions. If you're not comfortable in that setting, if you don't want to be visible in that way you can also submit um comments via our uh our email address which is yeah. info at urkabahamas.bs you can call us on our consumer hotline which is 3930263 you can send a fax 3930153 and you can also hit us up either on facebook or twitter so basically no matter how you engage typically with this sort of thing you have an opportunity and an avenue to engage us and say you know what this is my comment or this is my concern after reading through the document right and, and and this is why this process is so important because again behemoths we like to criticize after the fact this is the opportunity for everybody to come out be a part of the circle help grow Erka is not here to quote unquote uh keep bpl in line Erka is here now to provide you the consumer with a voice so when anything does happen you know the guidelines are there to protect you as a consumer right and as we move forward with this discussion Last week, I know it's it was somewhat of a sticky situation for the Bahamas Power and Light Company. Uh, they presented everything that they had. How does Urka view those issues with BPL and how BPL is progressing? I know you're all here for competition. What is what is Urka eyeing in terms of ensuring that competition is in place for BPL moving forward? Well, in terms of competition for BPL. Um I'm not certain if it's competition per se, but even as far as regulatory works in the energy sector goes, there are certain mechanisms that, who knows, maybe uh, further along the line we'll get there where there's some unbundling and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You start to allow IPPs and stuff. Or you, you touched on um, renewable generation. Right. Uh, like we have a small-scale renewable generation program that is also available. The information is also available on our website, mm -hmm. which basically uh, is that you as a residential or small commercial consumer, you're actually a little IPP in yourself in that you can put on your panels and, and feed your own exactly. consumption. See, that, and whatever that, surplus you have, you feed back that, to the That grid. is the conversation so, I want us to get to so, in terms of that. Just just, just uh, widen on that a little you know, bit. So as you have these emerging technologies, um, it will call for, you know, and that's the flexibility of Erica. We're there to, to allow the country and all stakeholders to take advantage of these emerging technologies. Mm -hmm. So that's why I say, you know, you may not have competition in the in the broader sense but competition is there there is there are mechanisms in place that are that are feeding that competitive spirit so to speak mm -hmm. yeah yeah so i mean one of the things i think one of the goals that people need to recognize too sometimes when it comes to the small scale renewable generation is if you have let's say one community in particular. So let's say you have Dinotage Estates, for example, as a as a community. So if everybody in Dinotage Estates gets solar panels on their homes and they are all going through the process of applying, getting the necessary um, approval, so to speak, in place, and they're now all connected to the grid and feeding back in, that's now one less community that's requiring the full um, resources of BPL to power that community. So what that does is what we're hoping in the long term that that can do and that can bring about is lower fuel costs because you now you're having less people that are pulling full resources from the grid. So 
we're we're looking at both sides of the coin we're looking at this consumer protection plan document which is kind of our primary purpose but we do also have this um small scale renewable uh, program that's going on that we want to encourage people if you are interested in it take a look through the document the program looks like how you would go about um applying that sort of thing because that also feeds into this idea of how do you have competition in a market that's generally a natural monopoly especially on in the bahamas where you know we're an archipelagic nation and then our consumer base is primarily in new providence but then you still have consumers that exist right. in all of these other islands and so it's very it's a very diverse but still small um community overall and a small market overall so we want to make sure that people are understanding all of the different aspects of what urca is doing to regulate the sector as a whole mm -hmm. and that's the thing too we're not just simply you know a regulator from the standpoint of okay you can come to us and, and complain but the idea is no we're looking at the sector as a whole as okay what can we do to ensure growth in the sector that's beneficial to not just the the suppliers but also to the consumers the people who go into bpl every month that have to pay their bill okay perfect and of course again you said it's tuesday uh what time tuesday at 6 30 p.m in the doris johnson high school uh what what, what, what what kind of crowd are you expecting like i said we're like like siobhan mentioned we're hoping to get as many people out there as possible um, the idea is because because even what happens is you can have 100 people in the room and you still may only have 10 or 15 people who are willing to stand up to the mic and voice whatever the concern is. So our goal isn't so much about the the overall number, but it's about generating sufficient and effective conversation around people's concerns with regards to the plan. And that's why, you know, kind of keep referring to the idea that what we hope for people to do is is actually take a look at the document ahead of time so that if they have specific questions that come up based on their review of the plan, then they'll have, you know, questions in mind. So it's not just coming in kind of blind, but you're coming in with, you know, in, as an informed consumer that's looking to say, okay, I've read through the document. On page 10, I have an issue with this particular part of the document. Um, this is what I suggest that we can do to change it. And Urco will continue to compile all of those comments from the town hall meetings, um, that we're doing in New Providence as well as the ones that we're doing in the Family Islands. And then from anybody who's submitting their comments via the website, via Facebook, via the email address, um, via telephone, whatever the case may be, all of those comments and suggestions are going to be compiled. And then once we're finished with the um, this process, the, the consultation process, we'll do a review of all of the comments. Um, and Siobhan can speak to this a bit more. Those comments will then be reviewed and either integrated or not, depending on, you know, feasibility in our review of them into the document. And then we'll have a final document that we'll have. We're probably looking at, I think, the end, either the end of this year or early next year, that we'll have a final document that we can take on the road and say, okay, after this whole consultation process, this is now the document that BPL has agreed to adhere to these standards. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that you'll find, uh, and um, Alexis talk about how the comments are treated, even with the document that is on the website now, there's IRCA's initial assessment of BPL's first submission. Mm -hmm. So they put in the first submission. It was uh, IRCA reviewed it, uh, provided them some comments and some feedbacks. And this is the second iteration now that is on the website and that is out for public consultation. And then all of the comments that come in as a part of that uh, 
you know, Erka is very big on transparency and, and inclusion. And so there will be another document that will accompany the final determination that would actually speak to all of the comments uh, and feedback that was received Through and to how, how they were considered. Yeah. All right. And just before we come to a close, uh, to, to, to grade the final uh, point with this is a lot of persons are going to ask in the past when you dealt with corporations like uh, Batelco in terms of that policy document and what into which that policy document, I know you had a lot to do with the uh, radio stations and trying to regulate that sector a lot. Mm -hmm. What uh, What is in place to ensure that if, one, this policy document is approved and accepted, that what you put in place is actually adhered to by whatever corporation? Well, at the end of the day, uh, once, and I would like to stress that this is a document that is not done in isolation. It's done with the full cooperation and participation of the utility or the licensee themselves. So th there are no surprises in this document. Right. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of it, uh, on the back end of it, there is always, um, there's legislation in place that gives IRCA a certain amount of um, teeth, so to speak, <laughs> and uh, regulatory action can be taken. The appropriate regulatory action right. can be taken to enforce the, the, the document because mm -hmm. for behemoths that's key they want to know if we get behind you and we rally our cries that once we get it out there it's not on deaf ears no. right well no and, and the, the whole purpose of the plan is you know on the back end because they've agreed to it because it's already in place and because of the legislation that gives Urca the authority to regulate the sector you know Urca then becomes the final recourse for anybody who has any particular complaint or challenge with BPL. There's an initial process by going through the company first, as is the same for the electronic communication sector. So if you have a complaint, the first line is always to go to the provider first. And then if you're unable to get resolution either through line staff or through management, then Urca steps in. You can come to us and say, okay, I've been trying to get this problem resolved for about you know a month now. I'm not getting anywhere what can you guys do to help me? So we at that point, we'll review the complaint. We'll review all of the information. Um, we'll collect any additional info that we may need, and then we'll review it and go and, and essentially be a go-between between the consumer and BPL to get the matter resolved. All right. So for everybody tuning in, uh, like uh, Siobhan and Alex keep saying, Tuesday is the big night. All the concerns, all the issues that you have that you've had brewing for some time now, this is the opportunity to have your voice heard. Yep. Actually, get out there. It's going to be at Doris Johnson at 6.30, if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken. Uh, please feel free. Come out. Join the ERCA team. And, of course, get your voices heard. Yep. Thank you for joining the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. One well, there's thing. actually one more thing. Um, like I mentioned, we're also doing visits in the Family Islands. Okay. So for anybody who's listening who is in the Family Islands, I'll just go through the list of dates that we'll be going through the rest of the Bahamas. So we're going to be in Bimini on Tuesday, September 5th. Mm -hmm. We're going to be in Abaco from the 26th to the 28th of September. Um, we're going to be in Crooked Island and Acklands on the 5th and 6th of October. We're going to be in, in Anagua on October 10th. We're going to be in Eleuthera from the 17th to the 19th of October, and then we're going to be in Exuma on the 25th of October as well. So mm -hmm. for anybody who is in any of those areas, um, and for the, the, the islands, we're usually we're going to be there for a couple of days. We're actually going through a couple of different settlements to have different interactions with consumers there. Um, so for anybody who's listening in any of those islands, take a note of the dates. You can always rewind and, and play back to get the date for your specific um, mm -hmm. island. And we'll obviously have some more information coming up out about the family island visits in the next week or two, 
specifically for the first one in Bimini on the 5th of September, yeah. you'll start to see more information coming out about that within the next week or two. Yeah, so it's a lot to get through over the next six weeks for Urca. And of course, for the Bahamian public, like I said before, this is your opportunity to get your voice heard. Get out there, support the, uh, the, 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 the consultation process. I wanted to say Urca in a nice professional way. Uh, but <laughs> go there. Regulation and competition authority. authority. There you go. That, see, that's why we get the professionals in here. But of course, just join them and be supportive.